1: who were Preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me Were some guys who were Preacher fans Yes, they were They were Oh, yes, they were
2: That's a podcast theme right there. Welcome
0: to Preacher Men, the podcast all about AMC's Preacher. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And, as the Lord above attended it, we're talking to each other today over Skype about C, the second episode of Preacher, which weirdly enough is characterized as zero one from season one, not uh, zero two, because the first yeah. episode is zero zero, anyway, it's a pilot, yeah yeah, I think it's fu-
1: it's funny this this show that Pete likes so much has a zero issue. that's right,
2: and Pete hates zero issues. That's right, but we're not talking about the zero episode. We're talking about episode two. But we're actually episode one. Which is episode one. But it's actually episode two. Yeah, but it's actually episode one. Hey, this is a fun conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. We are uh, recapping each episode of Preacher. We're getting caught up. Uh, Hopefully before the second season, uh, we'll see what happens. Chances are we're going to keep recapping this first season in order, passed by uh, the beginning of the second season. Hey, if you're listening to this later on, who the fuck cares what I'm talking about right now? Let's get into the actual episode. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is like hearing a grocery list.
0: (laughs) Guys, here's what I want to tell you. Milk, eggs, butter, (laughs) Sausages, another oh. type of sausages, a third type of sausages. That's pretty much making,
2: a lot of sausage. God. He
0: was making a sausage cake. Alex, is. <laughs> I have no flour, a little bit of sugar. It's pretty weird. Uh, so, what what do people know, need to know to get into this second slash first episode of Preacher? I think basically that there's a preacher, right? And he has this power that he's just gotten. He don't know doesn't yep. know what the deal with it is, uh, and he can control people with it, or at least he can urge them to do things, is what we know now. Um, yes. And his church isn't working out that well. He's struggling with his faith. His ex-girlfriend Tulip has showed up into town. She's pretty violent, and
2: also a vampire. Yeah, but- oh, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, but it's don't just she's not just violent. She's violent in the most beautiful, righteous, magnificent way. You know, yeah. she's not just a violent person. It's the violence with a purpose, with a cause. Yeah, and I think we all agreed last episode that she's just
0: the worst. She's just absolutely <laughs> yeah. a terrible example of a human being, a terrible actress, just oh. a blight upon the but, very
2: All end. right, that today's opposite <laughs> day, apparently that's the opposite of what we said in the last episode. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what. No, I, I, will, I will cut the heart out of that bit and <laughs> leave it on the table and just let it die. No more on that. Because I like Julep. She's good. Um, the, the last element that you need to know about is there is a vampire named Cassidy who has showed up in town and is now, after one bar fight, best friends with Jesse. Uh, anything else you think people need to know to get into it? That sums it up. Yeah,
1: Best friends are often made in bar fights.
0: There you go. Well, Hell, yeah. That's, Hell yeah. That's how we recorded our first podcast, right? That's, that's right. right. We yeah. met in
1: the safest bar fight in the <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wine bar, and we were fighting over which uh, rosé we thought was our favorite. It was but it still great. counts as a bar fight.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, you have to have a cab to get the perfect rosé, Justin.
1: I I was saying that Cote de Provence makes the more balanced rosés that have not a hint of sweetness, and Pete was like, what are we
2: doing
1: here? (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. I
1: drink vodka soda.
0: Oh, I I remember that. That was right after Pete put on his human suit for the first time.
1: (laughs) Hey, it looks great. Ever since.
0: Sweet. Well, let's get into the episode. Uh, Weird stuff happens at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Justin, I'm curious to hear how much you want us to spoil things for you or if you want us to keep you clean. Uh, But we meet a cowboy played by Graham McTavish, who some folks might know from the show Outlander. Other folks might know from other places. Uh, And And his family probably knows him from growing up with him. (laughs) Uh, No, he was grown in a test tube and just a Scottish test tube. And uh, he's traveling along. Meets some uh, fellow travelers. They ask him if they he agrees that uh, heaven is a place on earth, and he <laughs> says <laughs> he says nope. Basically, yeah. uh, so Justin, since you don't know what's going on in the sequence, what do you think is going on in here? What do you what do you take away from this?
1: Uh, well, I really like this sequence. Uh, to me, it feels like uh, he. I mean, this is. Uh, You guys already know the answer to this, so I'm going to look like an idiot probably. (sighs) But because this this is in the past, I feel like he is maybe um, like a legacy character. He has the same power uh, that Preacher has uh, just back in the day. That's why he doesn't say much because he doesn't want to say – doesn't want to affect people by telling them what to do.
0: Hmm. Uh, That's interesting. Do you, what should we do? How should we handle this? Because we are, not to get into the continuity of this podcast again, but we are recording it after the first season has gone through, even if you haven't seen it. I think it's more interesting to leave you clean, Justin. What do you think? Yeah, keep me clean. I love being clean. (laughs) Squeaky squeaky, that's what we call you. Uh, I, I love the sequence, too. I mean, this is... I don't think it's spoiling much to say this is a character we're going to see more of, but the way they roll out this story and just throw in what seems like otherwise a totally random scene at the beginning of the episode that has no connection to the rest of the episode is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think it's a great way of just kind of planting the seed and being like, hey, you know, here's a kind of a fun character. You know, maybe something else will happen. But yeah, I also think it's a good way of setting up this character uh, as, you know, as starting out innocent, uh, you know, not to be spoilery, but like just to kind of like set him up as this is his point of view and what he was, uh, what he's going through. Also, it's fun kind of talking like, you know, you. Meet a stranger, you know, maybe not trying to push your fucking beliefs on somebody. It's uh, <laughs> a slight a thing to do. Uh, uh, you know? I mean, I it's a weird I've thing to do. I never felt like-, like, hey, right, heaven on earth. You know, I'm just yeah. assuming that you haven't been through some tough stuff in your life. It's like, fuck you and your perfect family, you son of a bitch. Well, I never here- felt like you have pushed your beliefs on anyone, right, Pete? Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you for pointing that out, Justin.
0: They say in heaven love comes first. So do you think that he's gonna make heaven a place on earth? I mean that's easy, especially in the Wild West, because there's nothing there. Yeah, in the wickety wild wild. The wickedy wild wild. All right, let's move on to the present. All of the charts. Now, I have <laughs> the top forty charts, if that's what exactly. you mean. Number one, Wild, Wild West by Will Smith. Number two. Heaven is a place on Earth by whoever sang that. I'd like you got it right now. Blinda Carlisle, is that it? Oh, that sounds right. Sure. All right. Not going to look it up. Let's move on. <laughs> so we're back in the present day, and Jesse is baptizing a bunch of folks, and uh, Tulip plays around with him a bit.
2: What would you guys think about this scene? I I think it's a fun kind of introduction to kind of who tulip is and what she's about and great
1: introduction to baptism Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like i was sort of baptized
0: when i was watching it because i went underwater oh wow wow well that's why uh you always like to sing that you can find me in the tub (laughs) <laughs> That's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. i also wow. kill that wow. bit before. Are you trying asleep. to get to tub thumping? Uh, I probably oh. should have gone with that instead of the club yeah. by fifty cent the, <laughs> yeah. the club. Oh, uh, wow, that was a that was a reach even for you. full of bub. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this episode, the theme of this episode, or at least what I took away from the theme, is you can't wash away your sins, right? I mean, it's pretty clearly out there at the you beginning. Wash away of, who you are right but you can't wash away your That's sins i mean there's this is jumping around a bit but there's a flashback uh, later on in the episode to earlier in Tulip and Jesse's lives back when it certainly seems from this scene they're in a bank jesse is standing over a guy with a gun alarms are going off tulip is saying we got to go there's something that happened back in their past where they were really bad people and jesse Try as he might, whatever good deeds he tries to do, he can't escape it. Uh, And it's the same thing with everybody in this episode. Yeah. I
1: mean, it definitely feels like they're sort of, yeah, calling baptism, calling out baptism as like a waste of everyone's time. Uh, Whoa. Huh?
2: I don't know about all that. Well, in this episode. Some people really believe it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, there's another character, though, that definitely can't wash away his sin, can't wipe away. And it's our friend, Ptolemy Slocum, is starring on the show as a total creep. Now, we know last episode, Brian Husky was on it. We know him from New York comedy stuff. Ptolemy Slocum was on this episode, a good friend of the show. And we know him again from New York comedy stuff. So it's like... It's like seeing your friends do weird, horrible things to themselves yeah. over the course of a TV show. Uh, what do you think about Ptolemy's character?
1: I mean, he plays a great creep. Um, you, yeah, I he think he's playing sucks. the same it's the same character in the um, the progressive uh, car insurance
2: spots as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a well, different. Is. Flo
1: is the preacher. Yeah,
2: in that. he's also the same one in the Swiffer commercials as well. Yeah, right. And
0: Westworld, I guess. But uh, so Ptolemy is a bus driver who is confessing to Jesse that uh, he he has feelings for a little girl, and he feels kind of bad about it. And he wants to see if maybe Preacher could just absolve him, um, and that's terrible. Uh, and Preacher doesn't know exactly what to do about it. But mm-hmm. over the course of the episode. He is experimenting with his power, is experimenting on Cassidy, uh, figuring out how it works. And eventually, if we can skip ahead through this plot line, eventually ends up using it on Ptolemy, who I guess his character name is Linus, uh, in what was kind of a horrible scene. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to feel too bad for child molesters necessarily. You but shouldn't. Sure. But this bold, was... Bold choice, Alex. Bold thank you. Today. I'm going to come yeah, out bold. there. I'm just going to say it. Is that all right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, please do say that. Um, But yeah, he plunges him in a burning hot tub and then wipes his mind. Um, Not great.
2: Not not a great scene to watch. Really? I thought it was a great scene to watch. I liked it. I mean, I liked it on two different levels because we know Ptolemy was like, ha ha, suck it. And then the second level is like, yeah, that's what you get. You know, pedophiles should kind of suffer like that.
0: Wait, why was he like, ha ha, suck it?
2: Because he, he's our, you know, we know him. He's kind of our friend. So like, haha, suck it.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the
2: suck it means. Yeah, why? Why? As is that something that you say to friends? Yeah, yeah.
1: And what do you mean by suck it though? Like, haha,
2: suck it. Yeah, suck it. You, you're dying right now. You're dying in a horrible death. Oh, <laughs> well, hold oh. on, I'm understanding even less. Why yeah, he was say- dying? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, if they would have left him in there, maybe. Why do, yeah. do you, is this something that you say to your friends? And, like, if I got hit by a car
0: and right. you saw it happen, would you come up to me and say, "Ha, suck it"?
2: No, because I would, you know, first come up to you and be like, "Oh my God, it's helping you, all right," you know, and get your last words and be like, "All right, don't worry, we'll, you know, we'll last talk word. Word. I my How do you know he's dying? And then as you're like, oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, last words," then I would be like, "Suck it." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you know though what my last words would be in that situation? No,
0: what would your last words be? Uh, suck it. <laughs> that'd be fun. That's uh, yeah, a good one.
1: It's that'd good be one. fun.
0: Yeah, That's you'd be like, fun. nice. yeah, Nice,
1: bro. Yeah, nice. nice, bro. Nice call out, suck it.
0: Nice. Yeah. So uh, the end result of this particular plot line, which uh, we talked about a little bit the last episode, is that Jesse's powers don't work exactly how he intends them to, I think. Like, yeah. he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he tells Linus to forget the girl, and it essentially washes it away completely, which probably doesn't exactly have the desired result, I'd say. Right.
1: Right. Well, I think, it, yeah, it's, uh, his words are taken a little too seriously, like a monkey's paw type thing. Mm-hmm. But I think um, maybe the subtext here is, to equate it to religion, is it's dangerous to take any, like, words as sacred and you have to like
2: use little common sense yeah yeah i agree and it's kind of like a little bit of with great power comes great responsibility type of situation if you are bestowed this you got to really be aware of what you're saying and what you're doing
1: but even so it's like yeah the words in the bible aren't that's why i'm rewriting the bible with like some pretty hip new vernacular oh dude Mm -hmm. i can't wait for when your bible's dropping dude yeah, it's gonna be. It's all the way from uh, Genesis to
0: uh, Rev <laughs> Rev lations Rev O is is it, it an O apostrophe lations Exactly, yeah. and the and it's L the number eight shuns. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag, lations is the <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. Can't wait for that. That's gonna be,
2: super yeah. And sweet I can't it. wait for your like cool dude, Jesus, you know, with a yeah. backwards hat and a skateboard.
0: Man, you're gonna make so much money. I'm gonna probably find you in the tub. <laughs>
2: oh man, <laughs> so, so, I thought you were done. Vodka. You said you were done. Nope, never, done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never, never ever drink, done. A Whiskey drink, and then a vodka drink,
0: and then a <laughs> oh, lager drink, oh, and then a cider drink. Uh, you'd sing some songs that remind you of the good times and some songs that remind you of the bad times. Anyways, different we'd songs. Get back to, because there's a lot of great stuff that happens in this episode. Well, do you want to talk about the new character that's introduced, uh, Odin Kinkannon? Well, other new character that's introduced is Kincannon, who I read the entire book. They're all a preacher. Thought he was Quinn Cannon. Turns out it's Cannon, But he's played by Jackie Earl Haley, who uh, most people probably. Uh, I was going to say Freddy Krueger, I guess, but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. but no, I, I, Rorschach is probably correct. That's the actual thing that people know him as. Um, so what did you think about this character? Again, very different introduction from in the book, but I think it worked.
2: Really? Yeah, you don't think it worked, Pete? Well, I think that it's a very different take on the character, Um in the book he is i wouldn't say as human as he is portrayed a little bit uh and so much creepier on a different level i mean the actor is amazing and playing him super creepy but like where his character goes is something that is just i you know i can't even i can't even either but that's cuz
0: i don't know yeah well what yeah. do you think about him justin uh, I thought it was
1: cool. I mean, I, I don't really know what's happening, I guess. Um, like, Do, I I mean, do you
2: think he's just kind of like a mean boss, or like, you you see kind of an underlying, like, holy shit, this dude's fucked up in there. Uh, he seems more just like a
1: regular boss who's doing things that don't quite make sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I, if I... P were my boss, I'd be like, what's <laughs> up with this dude? He's a psychopath.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... I I will say that and the first scene with the cowboy, it's a lot of random elements that they're throwing in there for the second slash first episode of a show uh, that don't totally connect with each other. I wish they had done one in one episode and one in another episode just just so it didn't feel like you were ping-ponging all over the place. Uh, But I do, uh, he's really creepy and he's really weird and whatever is going on with him is... Uh, interesting enough to want me to see more. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I I will say, um, I feel like that disjointedness makes it feel like a comic book in a good way.
0: Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good translation. There you go. Uh, We we should probably talk about the angels, right? Or the guys. Did I just spoil something big? Sorry about that. Uh, They're guys, not angels. Sure. Unless,
1: of course, they're angels, like you said, which would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Oops. All right. Well,
1: there you go. Yeah. Wow. You really, uh, eh. I knew that though, just from, from, uh, hearing about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have these two guys, uh, DeBlanc and Fiore. Uh, they are tracking down Jesse. They find Jesse completely unconscious because he drank this ridiculous vampire. Don't try
2: to, yeah. Why would you think you could hang with a vampire? That just is, oh man. Yeah, if a vampire offered you alcohol, would you drink it? No, because the vamp Cassie was like, dude, you don't want this. He knows what he's talking about. Listen I mean, to him. I'd give it a sip. What?
1: Dude, are you serious? Yeah, just a little sip. Oh, i and mix man. it in with another like like a little cocktail I like, just as a oh, little flavor. Oh,
0: that is You're gonna die. Don't do that. Well, so they're trying to track down Jesse. They're trying to get out whatever is inside of him, um, I, I think. And then uh, everything goes horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Amazingly in, wrong. An incredible sequence. You know, last episode of this podcast, we talked about how Sam Raimi, the show is, and this... Mm-hmm is the most San Raimi thing that happens in the entire first season, at least. Uh, you couldn't
1: get more Sam Raimi than this. There's a chainsaw crawling itself across the floor with an arm attached. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what you guys think it's about fan- the sequence?
2: Oh, just so amazing. I loved, I loved every second of it. I mean, the tension of the, what's going to happen. Ah, just, and then Cassie showing up and kind of being the hero that saves the day. Uh, Just absolutely just phenomenal. So much fun to watch. So intense. Uh, Yeah, I I could could watch it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, great action sequence. What's up with this tin? Uh, I don't quite know, but... Ah.
2: Yeah, I can understand that.
1: Yeah, but um, they seem like fun guys. And what a surprise to catch them again at the
0: end. There you go. Uh, Yeah, they show up again at the end. Clearly alive and uh we'll probably have to find out more about that but uh, yeah i mean that just really sets things up for uh, all yeah.
1: yeah i mean what i said is
0: they must be angels right then there yeah. you go i'm sorry i i <laughs> right before we got on the podcast i had a, a whiskey drink and a lager drink <laughs> and a cider drink and i sang a bunch of songs that reminded me of the good times um so I, i'm a little out of it i apologize. Yeah, that's too much for you. Yeah, I really shouldn't have three to four drinks before recording podcasts. Yeah, don't drink and cast. Yeah, if anything, just have a nice rosé, have a cab, do not have anything else. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So uh, what else should we talk about with the episode? So uh, Tulip captures Jesse and forces him to agree to take a job with her. Uh, This definitely sets up a weird dynamic for their relationship and makes me
2: wonder exactly what Tulip's intention is. Yeah, I think what's nice is, like, they're definitely making different choices from the book, and so far I think it really meets the characters that they're setting up in such a nice way, like, I love the uh, Tulip-Jesse relationship in the comic very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought any messing with that would make it me angry. But the choices they're making with Tulip is just such strong, like, this is a badass female who, like, fights for what she loves and fights for what she believes in. And I think it's, it's a great because it's leading the story in different ways that is the same but also new. To me, it seems like he Jesse owes her
1: something, yeah, and he, he just doesn't want to do it, and she's being cute about it now, but I think eventually she's going to be like, yo, fuck you. Let's yeah. do this.
0: I oh, mean, you yeah. could say there's a sin in his past that he can't wash away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a washing, like
1: I, how I like to stay clean, mm-hmm. but I'm actually a very dirty, dirty boy.
2: Ooh, You're oh, so boy. dirty. Uh, stop this bit right now, please. Never. Not a bit, Pete. Uh, <laughs> life. <laughs> so life, true. you
1: get a little dirt under your fingernails, Pete,
0: and you yeah. never
1: know when it's going to come back
0: to haunt you. Oh, my God. Uh, Last uh, plot point we should probably talk about, even though it's a small one running through. So there is a girl who has been in a coma for a really long time. Uh, Jesse has visited her earlier. And after trying out his powers on our good friend, Ptolemy Slocum, and seeing how successful they are, even though... I think we know they're not quite as successful as he thinks they are. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes to her house, and the last shot is him saying, open your eyes. Yeah. So what did you think about this? What's going to happen? Given that there's been some not great results for Jesse's power so far, what do you think is going on here? How How bad or not is this going to get?
1: Yeah, I think it's potential. I mean, they're setting it up to be sort of something bad's going to happen. But yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah I definitely it could be good.
1: maybe that's the twist—is that it's good.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely remember when I watched this the first time, thinking, "That's she's not just going to pop
2: out of a coma and be fine." And, and yeah, uh, feeling, I yeah, I immediately was like, "Great, now there's a dead girl with open eyes." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's sort of a cool trick, like at a bar.
2: Yeah, why are you uh, why are you laughing so much
0: about a dead girl with open eyes, Pete? Uh, I, I
2: just, uh, you know I no reason. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Jesus, that Christ. was so incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: got uh, so dark. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh,
2: anything else you guys want to talk about from the episode before we move on? Uh, yes, I would like to reiter- reiterate the amazing casting and also like how amazing Cassidy is uh, because they're really setting things up for a longer game that is... Man, because it's you're so in love with Cassidy right now, things are going to get so crazy by the end, and I'm scared about what they're going to do with that.
0: Um, I'm afraid. Uh, I mean, one thing that I will say that helps with a rewatch and this is probably true of most shows, but particularly this show, because there are so many elements that are being thrown in there. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff that they set up beyond Kin Cannon, beyond the cowboy at the beginning. But like, I wasn't super into the relationship between, I'm even blanking out what their name is, but, uh, but the couple, the guy who broke his arm, oh, don- yeah, yeah. Donnie oh, yeah. Yeah. and his wife, um, seeing the different people who work at Kin Cannon, uh seeing their relationship develop, there's a lot of stuff that's set up there and characters that are just randomly, seemingly randomly thrown in who end up paying off really nicely down the road. So beyond the episode, I, I actually think this is a show that works better as a season even than episode by episode oh, just God. because of the way that they structure I it like that. Interesting.
2: What? What shit? Would I talk about the structure of television shows? Yeah. No, I just hate how like you dissect things like that. Like, oh, this is going to work so much better in the trade than the single issue. Like this, it works so much better as a season. That was and barely a criticism, Pete. You're
1: a little sensitive about
2: preacher. <laughs> I am very sensitive about preacher because I just. I want it to do well. I think it's an amazing show, and uh, yeah, I think that it tackles a lot of different stuff, so I want more of it, so I
0: get worried. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you or anything, but I just got a call from AMC because I said on this podcast (laughs) that it was structured well for a season. They're shutting down production on the show. Ah, see? I hope you're happy. Yeah, they just Uh, fired everybody.
1: I got to say, haha! Uh. Ha, suck it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that's a great time to move on to our next section, which is Revelations. Um, last episode, we used Revelations to talk about big favorite moment in the episode. I think, again, we've talked about a lot of the teases and stuff coming up. Uh, but you guys want to talk about your favorite moment in the episode? Pete, what, what was the biggest, best moment in the episode for you?
2: I mean, to me, it's the uh, the chainsaw, you know, Cassidy fighting for a passed out Jesse. Just uh, it gets so close, and you think it's gonna. You're like, oh god! I just, I think that it, just the tension of that was just so much fun. Yeah. What about you, Justin?
1: Uh, I really liked the uh, the opening sequence with the cowboy. Uh, oh, I'm looking wow. forward to more of that. And I guess my big question is. Um, why is Jesse so focused on this church why does like having this congregation Ooh. seem to mean so much to him yeah when he seems like a sort of a bad dude who is just hanging around there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that's where that's my revelation is that question well that's it's there's a reason you have that question
2: and I think it will get answered buddy so do you just hang in there
1: so rarely are we am I in a position where Pete knows something that I know this is (laughs) such a weird I'm usually the guy in the dark congratulations man enjoy that sweet sunlight (laughs) uh
0: I I would also go with the chainsaw moment with the arm just because that is so ridiculously over the top but to choose something a little different I'll say uh Ptolemy getting shoved in some hot water that was uh pretty intense. I don't think that I would tell a friend to suck it necessarily in that situation, but uh, I did I like that scene a lot. I thought it was a really good intense in a different way from a chainsaw slowly crawling itself across the ground towards our hero type way. You'd be like more like haha be careful. Yeah. Haha, ha, ooh that water is hot.
2: Oh uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm just worried that maybe Zelby, you don't really have close friends that you can kind of do that with. What? (laughs) You you haven't reached the level of friendship where you can tell your friend to suck it. I look forward to the day when
1: Pete will turn to me and say, ha ha, suck it. (laughs) That's when I know we're true brothers. That's right. (laughs)
2: That's
0: the mark. Well, if you're a true brother and would like to support this show and other shows that we do, you can leave a little something in our collection plate at patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun prizes, and as we said, it supports this podcast, other podcasts we do. Also, we do a live show every single week, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. So please come on by. It's free. We'll talk about Preacher with you finally Finally, after Pete told us not to talk about it for a year, we're free to talk about it, so that's really great. <laughs> hey,
2: you really shut us down, Pete. Oh, I hate you guys. Uh, what else you want to plug, Pete? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the guests we have on our upcoming live show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live.
0: Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. Uh, and you can find us in the tub Oh my God. Great. (laughs) Haha, podcasting.